The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good to see you all. So tonight uh, seemed to me to be a good time for a reading from an essay about metta, uh, which is translated in English as loving kindness or goodwill or friendliness. And this essay was written by uh, Tanisaru Bhikkhu. So I will read from it in a second here. Meanwhile, thank you very much, Neil, for posting the Google group and uh, the guidelines that we recommend for our breakout groups. So here's this reading from this essay about metta from Bhikkhu, Tanisaru Bhikkhu. Ajahn Fong, my teacher, once discovered that a snake had moved into his room. Every time he entered the room, he saw it slip into a narrow space behind a storage cabinet. And even though he tried leaving the door to the room open during the daytime, the snake wasn't willing to leave. So for three days, they lived together. He was very careful not to startle the snake or make it feel threatened by its, his presence. But finally, on the evening of the third day, as he was sitting in meditation, he addressed the snake quietly into his mind. He said, look, it's not that I don't like you. I don't have any bad feelings for you. But our minds work in different ways. It would be very easy for there to be a misunderstanding between us. Now, there are lots of places out in the woods where you can live without the uneasiness of living with me. And as he sat there spreading thoughts of metta to the snake, the snake left. When Ajahn Fong first told me this story, it made me stop and reconsider my understanding of what metta is. Metta is a wish for happiness, true happiness. And the Buddha says to develop this wish for ourselves and everyone else, quote, with metta for the entire cosmos, cultivate a limitless heart, end quote. But what's the emotional quality that goes along with that wish? Many people define it as loving kindness, implying a desire for their a desire to be there for other people, to cherish them, to provide them with intimacy, nurture, and protection. The idea of feeling love for everyone sounds very noble and emotionally satisfying. But when you really stop to think about all the beings in the cosmos, there are a lot of them who, like the snake, would react to your loving kindness with suspicion and fear. Rather than wanting your love, they would rather be left alone. Others might try to take unfair uh, advantage of your endorsement of whatever they want to do. In none of these cases would your loving kindness lead to anyone's true happiness. When this is the case, you're left wondering if the Buddha's instructions on universal metta are really realistic or wise. But as I learned from Ajahn Huang's encounter with the snake, 
Metta is not necessarily an attitude of loving kindness. It's more an attitude of goodwill, wishing the other being well, but realizing that true happiness is something that each of us ultimately will have to find for him or herself or themselves, and sometimes most easily when we go our separate ways. So that's just a, a brief reflection to start with this evening. And uh, as we enter our meditation, perhaps we can do that with a brief bit of reflection after which we can offer metta in the sense of goodwill. And during this meditation, allowing yourself to recognize and be aware of What's going on right now in your mind, your heart, your body? After hearing that story and after whatever day you've had, noticing any experience that's arising lingering, arising and passing, whatever the experience is doing, just noticing what's here. As you meditate and experience is present, noticing what the attitude of mind is towards it. Noticing where there's an attitude of goodwill, even towards what's happening in your meditation right now. And noticing where there's an attitude of some level of aversion, maybe pushing a particular experience away or disliking it or even avoiding something. Noticing where there's an attitude of wanting more or wanting a particular experience to continue. And if there's an attitude of confusion or vagueness or fogginess about what you're experiencing, just noticing that. 
A variety of experiences may come and go during the meditation. Allowing yourself to send wishes or inclinations that seem fitting for whatever is arising. For example, may I meet this experience with goodwill. May I meet any person or being who is on my mind right now. May I send them wishes of goodwill. And may I have the wisdom to leave some people and some beings alone where that is what is most appropriate for me, for them, or for both. May I grow the wisdom to see which form of goodwill or metta is appropriate in different situations. And inclining the mind towards kind wishes for whatever is arising this evening or any being, including yourself, to whom you'd like to send these kind wishes. May you be well and healthy. May you be safe, free from inner and outer harm. May you be happy and contented. May you live with ease. Continuing to send Silent messages like these, inclinations of goodwill, or simply a feeling of goodwill from your heart towards whatever experience is arising, whatever person or being is arising, as we continue in silence.
Oh, as we emerge from that meditation, perhaps reflecting a little bit on which beings and people in your life you feel it appropriate to, you really do feel loving kindness, which ones you might, it might be better described as friendliness, and which beings um, or people you could extend goodwill to, but you might want to keep an appropriate distance, or you might want to, as uh, Tanis Rubiku puts it, you might want to leave them alone. Um, And as we prepare for the breakout groups, um, perhaps a question that could be discussed is around that. You know, what areas of your life uh, do you find that perhaps goodwill and some distance is the best response to another person or group? And what areas is uh, friendliness useful? And what areas is real loving kindness that feels boundless? Um, Where does that come up for you? And as always, um, usually it's wisest to share one thing at a time in the group, one short thing, and to make several rounds of the circle of three or four people. And to, um, it's kind if you can uh, refrain from offering advice or commentary on what anyone else shared, but rather just come from what you're feeling about your own experience this evening. And as I send you to the breakout groups, um, I will try to make sure there are three or four people in every group, or ideally three. But if you find somebody drops out of your group, um, please uh, stay there if you're alone, and I'll find you and move you to another group. So enjoy the 10 minutes. Welcome back, everyone. And uh, we now have about nine minutes to share in the large group. And when we do that, we keep what other people said confidential. So you can share your own reflections or what came up for you, but please don't mention anyone else by name. Yeah, Jerry. Thank you, uh, Liz, and uh, uh, so glad to be back a few more consistent times this week, having been away for a week or two. But nonetheless, um, uh, if I got it right, there were three categories you gave. One, loving kindness that you could feel without really an editorial to it. And then there was the friendliness one. And then there was the one, maybe keep your distance. Is that correct, that there were the three? Yeah, and the third involves goodwill but keeping your distance. Right. So, yeah. So thank you for that. So first of all, shout out of thanks to all the members of my group, which I weren't able to say uh, thank you to, but um, and, but I think that the, the safety comes into play in the last category uh, because uh, wishing goodwill, but keeping your boundaries because these people, the uh, uh, I was saying, in the group. Well, I don't wish them harm, but I, that was pretty negative. But then I said, okay, well, I can wish them goodwill, but I wouldn't invite them over for dinner. <laughs> right, right. So, and, you know, just that admission that there are 
people like that in our lives sometimes. Okay, thanks. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You may have had more. Well, just that um, the last category is probably the most difficult one because you're having to judge not too much, not too little, and not try to miscommunicate or have a hidden agenda, you know, that you're you're just wishing them well, but uh, you recognize maybe a blunt, there's challenging people in the world. Mm-hmm. I really just... appreciate this last comment that you made because, you know, it is, um, we want to kind of watch our own heart, you know, is there something we're holding against someone um, or is it really a situation where there's just no better way than keeping our distance? So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And Bill, please. Yeah, thank you, Liz. I enjoyed that opportunity to bring up that subject. So one of the difficulties I have had is that in the meta um, uh, kindness, meta um, the loving kindness, but I conjecture if I was with that person in person, if they had introduced themselves to me or I, I knew them in in a um, in a person relationship where I'm standing next to them, how might I behave, and would I still be able to behave with that um, meditation, desire, wish, and probably not because if I'm quite terrified or, or antagonized in some way, I might have a great deal of difficulty. So that's. Uh, that's kind of how I uh, defined um, the ability, if I was clear on my intention or not, to be able to maintain it in a very direct way when I was in front of that individual or persons or animal or whatever the case. So um, anyway, I said my thing, and that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. And thank you. And Peter. Um, I, uh, in, in a week, uh, I will have a different background because I'm leaving this house that I've been in for 18 years. Um, the two daughters of my partner that inherited it, um, I'm not getting along with. It's been a hard year with them. And um, Mark Nunberg said something early in this year for me that I don't quite fully understand, but it, it's, it's like your snake story. Um, he said, we don't want to throw these people out of our heart, but we may not necessarily be able to live with them. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I'm at. Um, it's, a, it's an uneasy thing right now, but uh, I think it's the way it needs to be. So, mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing that quote. That's really evocative that we don't want to throw people out of our hearts but sometimes we can't live with them. And uh, good wishes to you on the move. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Liz? Yes, please. Hi, I have a similar situation as uh, the gentleman shared uh, earlier. My brother is in Canada and he's just like uh, uh, mid-80s and, you know, I'm the only one that speaks with him. Uh, and then, uh, so that kind of like throws in another wrench into the situation because of the 
you know, coming in from the family and traditional family system, <clears throat> the elder and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I know we have the 50-50 relationship. I know I need to take care of myself too in, con uh, you know, in interactions with him, but with 70-30, I'm okay too. So I just came it a little bit uh, given more to him because of that thing. And then part of it is I may go before him, who knows? But, you know, I mean, if he goes, then I'll be sorry that I, you know, said this or that too. I mean, I'm kind of bringing the whole thing in there in the picture so I can let go of protecting myself 20%. I can take it and give him 70 and I'll take 30. <laughs> but I'm going to keep the 30 and keep him, you know, in a, a distance. I don't know. That's what came to me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You know, that some, sometimes there's a person in our own family that we have to gauge this with. And uh, it's, I appreciate the meta you shared that, you know, sometimes you can do 70 for his 30. Thank you. And Serena. Hi. Yes. Um, actually, I'm going to shift the subject a little bit. Um, one of the things that I realize is that a lot of times when I meditate, um, there's a lot of thinking that comes up. And this kind of happened tonight as well. And, you know, what I do is I uh, I try to bring my attention to my body and uh, to my breath to counteract the thinking mm -hmm. that's going on, to kind of neutralize it. So, um, so um, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, it, it might, I guess it seems to me like it's like an obstacle somehow, you know, all this, all this thinking going on, you know, all this rumination about this, that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know whether there's, there's other ways of approaching it, uh, but usually the best I could do is just bring my attention to my breath and my and physical body. Mm-hmm. I appreciate uh, you sharing that, Serena, that, you know, if, if thinking does feel like it's rumination and it's just going on and on, and it's somehow dragging us away from the meditation, it can, it, or if it's an obstacle, it can be very skillful to come back to the body and the breath. And uh, so some thinking is like that, and that's a good uh, tactic. And some thinking maybe we can have a little bit of a friendly relationship. Like, I, you know, I, I hear you or I see you, but not now. <laughs> it depends on the type of thinking, but sometimes we have to kind of tell our thoughts not now. Um, so there's a kind of uh, goodwill or friendliness and also a kind of leaving it alone, you know, that we've been talking about with regards to people or experiences. So thanks very much, Serena, for that point. And um, if you'd like to all unmute and say good night, that would be welcome. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Liz. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. 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 Thank you.